No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Monday night, and it is another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on Doolite. Thank you for joining us once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you straight off the bat. A uh, couple of diamonds in the intro there. Sleep lady, thank you for the diamond. Yay! Well, yay! Yay! <laughs> thank you for joining us. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. Coffee Talk with Sandra, thank you so much. Follow Coffee Talk with Sandra, dlive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. I have missed the bookster. Love you. Well, I love you too. The king loves. The king loves his people. Thank you for joining us. Iceman double four double three with the diamond. Thank you. Follow Iceman up by the way. Iceman double four double three on do live club boogie club boogie club med club buck. We're gonna have some fun tonight because tonight I want to keep you safe. I want to protect you. I'm a benevolent king, the benevolent ruler of boogie stand, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to become a full time supporter of the show, then please by all means. Head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to request citizenship to the monarchy, the great kingdom of Boogie Stand, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Incidentally, the flag competition is still going. The vote is still on. Oh dear. There we go. It'll be going all week up until Friday. Pick whichever, pick whichever one you want, but just remember, if you don't pick number four, then people are going to miss out on a free flag. I guess you could vote for one through three if you really wanted to. Your first test as a citizen of Boogie Stan, will you vote selfishly or will you vote for the greater good? <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Thank you so much for joining us. Phil D'Angelo from Winning TV, dlive.tv slash Winning TV. Mark safe in the kingdom of Boogie Stan. Nothing is safe in the kingdom of Boogie Stan except your experience when going to the supermarket, parking your car, and returning your cart. That's the only thing. That otherwise, freedom reigns. Freedom runs supreme in the kingdom of Boogie Stan. So still plenty of time. Let me put that link in the chat for you. Plenty of time to vote on your preferred flag for the great nation of Boogie Stan, the kingdom of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, head over to my timeline. It is a pin tweet. And if number four wins, then the other three flag creators will win a free flag and we will give one away to a lucky booger. You'll you you will ha- you'll have to be a booger. So you'll have to be a subscriber on DLive and be, you know, have the little booger tag next to your name. And we'll give one away on Friday during the show, which will be my last daily boogie for a week, ladies and gentlemen, as I take uh, a well-earned break. Uh, Just a little update. I am appearing, (laughs) finally. (laughs) I'm going to be on Joy of Pessy's stream Saturday night doing a 
a riff party. Oh, thank you for the host. I'm going to be doing a stream with Joy of Pessy on Friday night, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Not Friday night, pardon me, Saturday night. Uh, I've been wanting to do one of these for ages, but I've always, I'm working Saturday night, so I haven't been able to, but now I've got Saturday night off this week. And as my last act on the internet for a week, I'm going to be spending it with Joy of Pessy and host of the Big Empty, Major Tom, as we riff on one of the all-time cult classic movies, one of the all-time spoof disaster movies called The Big Bus. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to that. I was forced to watch The Big Bus when I was a little kid. My old man sat me down, like really young, younger than 10, and said there are two movies that a boy your age absolutely needs to see. One of them was The Blues Brothers, and the other one was The Big Bus. I don't even remember the movie, but I remember being forced to watch it. And I will watch it this time by choice, uh, this Saturday night on Joy of Pessy's program, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. So, thank you for joining us. Now, like I said in the intro, ladies and gentlemen, tonight it's all about keeping you safe. I don't want you to get complacent out there. As you know, we are in the grips of a deadly, awful, disgusting pandemic. Uh, Everybody's at risk. Everybody's in danger here. And what previously was thought of as innocent, non-criminal behavior, well, we here in the Western world, the progressive, enlightened world, have decreed that these actions, which were, you know, again, this time last year, reasonable, normal, non-criminal actions, we have now decided to make them criminal to keep you safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. I appreciate you keeping me safe. So tonight it's all about keeping you safe because that's what we need to do. It's, it's, It's the human thing to do. Don't you care? Don't you have some fucking sympathy, ladies and gentlemen? What? I guess you want all the old people to die, don't you? We're going to straighten you right up tonight. Here's our first item for the evening. From the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria in the great nation of Australia, uh, the police are doing such a fine job, they want you to do the job too. Melbournians are being asked to keep an eye on neighbours and dob them in for breaking COVID rules. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr Policeman. Now... There may be a little bit of cultural linguistic confusion here. Dob for us is the same as ratting somebody out. So if you're dobbing somebody in, you're ratting somebody out. (laughs) Police police in Victoria have asked people to dob in their names. Police in Victoria have deputised the entire state, which is under house arrest, mind you. You know, a quick little refresher if you're new to the program. We've been following the situation in Victoria, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria, closely for some time now. They literally have the military patrolling the fucking streets to enforce COVID safety laws. COVID, pardon me, health, they're not laws, health guidelines. Last week, we covered a story where the Victorian government wants to make it legal for non-police officers to arrest citizens if, get this, and they don't even have to have broken any law. They want to make it legal for non-police officers to arrest private citizens if it is believed that they may breach health guidelines Ring the bell in the future. And get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Ice Man. So you don't even have to you don't even have to be breaching lockdown laws. You don't even have to be breaching 
health guidelines. You could be in your home and a non-policeman can come to your home and arrest you because they think, well, maybe sometime in the future, you may go outside when you're not allowed to. Believe it or not. It's at this time I like to remind my audience that the, the great state of Victoria, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria, is the most progressive left-wing state in the country. With the literal military patrolling the streets, <laughs> mothers being arrested for what they post on Facebook, and non-policemen being charged with arresting private citizens for breaking no law. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. I'm so I'm so glad that one state in this country is willing to stand up to those fascists, sir. <laughs> yes. Yep. The people defending this are the same ones who lie awake at night in a pool of sweat, concerned that the fascists are taking over. Believe it or not. So let's let's carry on here. Police crashed close to a dozen illegal Ooh. parties on the weekend. Illegal parties, ladies and gentlemen. And many before the curfew had been scrapped. Crime reporter Lana Murphy. He's the chief commissioner. Why, why have we got the crime reporter on this when having a party is not a crime? Anybody answered me that? Shouldn't the crime reporter be reporting on, you know, crimes? It would seem like a waste of the crime reporter's time to have the crime reporter reporting about people having parties in their backyard. Hmm, interesting. 710 Turtle in the chat. Every party I go to is illegal. <laughs> no, Victoria Police, and he wants every Melbourneian to okay. sign on as a deputy dobber. <laughs> Literally deputising people now. Tell you what, if I start ratting out my neighbours, can I get a badge? <laughs> can I get a little badge? It doesn't have to be a real one. It can be a plastic one, you know, and I'll, I'll wear it around on my shirt. Can it come with a little, like, Velcro thing so I can stick it to my shirt and then I can patrol the streets during my two hours of allotted exercise time during lockdown? Of course, I'll have to be out on the street when everybody else is inside if I'm going to, you know, enforce the rules. I think that's the way it works. Otherwise, how am I going to catch the people who aren't supposed to be outside unless I'm in the place that they're not supposed to be? So I'm going to need a badge so, you know, the police can identify me like I'm on their side. I'm one of you. I'm a deputy. <laughs> it's not dobbing in someone. Oh. It's actually calling out ah. selfish... Ah. arrogant, ignorant behaviour. <laughs> I'm not ratting somebody out. I'm calling out selfish behaviour. Oh, bravo. Bravo. This should make those street parties, you know, around Christmas or New Year or Halloween or whenever you have street parties. This, should, this won't make those street parties awkward at all, will it? I mean, what's more important, the peace and harmony of where you live or trying to impress this guy? <laughs> it's not dobbing. It's not dobbing. It's telling. It's not telling. It's ratting. It's, it's not ratting. It's calling out insensitive, selfish behaviour. <laughs> that'll, that'll learn them. Behaviour that's spiralled out of control out this of weekend. It's out of control, ladies and gentlemen. 
I can't. I can't. Do you know there's still people walking around who are saying, look, just keep following the rules for a couple more weeks and everything will go back to normal? I shit you not. Somebody said this to me last, what, four days ago. Oh, Boogs. Boogs, you're going, you're going over the top, man. Just follow the rules for a couple more weeks and then everything will go back to normal. I'm like, hang on, you were saying this in February. You were saying this seven months ago, bro. What are you, a fucking goldfish? The two week, the the two weeks, the cooling off period has long passed. You are a parody of yourself now. Hey, just follow. Hey, come on, come on. Just follow the rules for a couple more weeks and then we can all go back to normal. You're the one that's stopping us from going back to normal. Oh, really? It's my fault. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boogie, it's your fault that the police have the military patrolling the streets and are arresting people for stepping outside their own homes. Really? Yeah, it's your fault because you don't believe in it. Ah. You don't think it's a good idea, therefore we blame you. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I guess I'm a Nazi too, right? Correct. Now don't you post anything on Facebook. <laughs> or we'll have to keep you we'll have to protect people from you. Thank you for keeping me safe, policeman. And with police shutting down at least 10 parties. Ten parties. It's out of control. <laughs> Did you hear the report? It's out of control, guys. There are too many parties and too many people breaking the rules, too many people having fun. How many people live in Victoria? About seven or eight million people? Right. Ten parties. Count them. You could count them on both hands. It's, it's out of control. We are spiralling into a chaotic pit of hell. We need to deputise all of the people in the state to dob in their neighbours because this illegal party shit is getting too much. It's out of control. How many did we have? Ten. Ten more than what we should have. Thank God everybody's dobbing each other in. We, we might have got to 12 parties over the weekend. Fuck that. Selfish, arrogant. Selfish and arrogant. Ignorant behaviour. Yeah. Behaviour that's spiralled out of control Spiralled out of control. Weekend, with police shutting down at least 10 <laughs> parties and issuing 93... <laughs> Do they hear themselves? I mean, even if you're not writing the report yourself, just say somebody else writes it for you and hands it to you to read. If you're this newsreader, how how can you take it seriously? I'm sorry. I, I would I would have to ask. I'm sorry, who wrote this? Who wrote this? Jenny. Okay, Jenny, come over here, please. Um, Jenny, you wrote here that the situation is spiraling out of control. Yeah, that's right. And in the very next line you say police shut down ten parties. Yes. Okay, Jenny. Um We're gonna have a little discussion about something I like to call hyperbole <laughs> do you know what being hyperbolic means Jenny um well I'm just being honest I'm just re I'm just repeating what the government wrote I'm just repeating what the government press conference said I'm repeating the press conference I'm repeating the press release from the Victoria police how can I be wrong oh Jenny 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 <laughs> what whatever are we going to do with you 
fines. Many were caught at short-term rentals in the CBD, oh. but others were in Casey, Nunawading and down on the surf coast, where adults gathered for a kid's birthday party complete with a jumping castle. Oh, my God! It's out of control! <laughs> Did you hear about the Johnsons? No, I didn't. What? What's that about the Johnsons? Well, the Johnsons were having a party the other day for a bunch of kids. Do you know they had a fucking jumping castle out there? Oh, my God. Are they trying to kill everybody? I, cert- I certainly hope the government or the police do something about this. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Those jumping castles, kids are jumping up and down. There's a lot of heavy breathing. That sounds like chum in the coronavirus ocean of death, if you ask me. Thank God the, the police went in there with their guns and batons and put a stop to it. I hope, I pray to the sweet God in heaven that one of the police went in there and like punctured the jumping castle so it went it deflated around the children. Wouldn't that be perfect? We're putting an end to this. Like, like, some, like a narc would use the butt of his rifle to hit a box in a warehouse and fucking cocaine comes pouring out of it. You know, same thing. Shoot shoot that jumping castle immediately. And just kids crying and screaming. Mommy, Arrest those children immediately. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Policeman. It defies... Logic. It, it defies it's, common sense. It certainly does, sir. <laughs> Congratulations. It's the first accurate thing this prick has said. It does defy logic. You're right. Why are we doing this? Yeah, exactly. 710 Turtle in the chat with a bayonet. <laughs> Just gut that jumping castle in front of the children. <laughs> Die. <laughs> It defies logic. It certainly does, sir. Sir. Constable care. Sense. In Hopper's Crossing, up to 40 people fled from a backyard after ah. neighbours called police. Neighbours called police. To turn up and see people jumping over fences uh, and the ignorance and the selfishness by them placing others at risk and the ah, spread. Ah, yeah. It, it, it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable. <laughs> Genuine question. Unfathomable. Genuine question. What fucking planet am I living on? Where the hell am I? To, to, I'm sorry. <laughs> to see kids scarpering over the fence when police arrive to a party, that's unfathomable. I've never heard of this before. What we want the, what we want the people to do who are attending a party is to sit patiently and wait for wait to be arrested. That's what we want them to do. <laughs> I mean, to see people enjoying each other's company at a backyard party, it's unfathomable. There's no logic. They're very, they're very insensitive, selfish, arrogant people. <laughs> Where the hell am I? <laughs> Eliza in the chat with a great point. There are now more cases of parties in uh, of there are more cases of parties in Victoria than there are cases of COVID. 
From today, the fine for unlawful gathering triples from $1,600 per person to almost $5,000. $5,000 for being outside, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that could be, like, depending on what job you do, that could be, like, one-tenth of your yearly wage. Winning TV with the diamond shit, and I ran out of kegger as a kid when cops came. No, that was wrong. That was selfish. That was arrogant. It was unfathomable. You shouldn't have run away. <laughs> you should have stayed there and politely answered the policeman's inquiries, the nice policeman. 5K for being outside. Like I said, that could be one-tenth of your yearly wage, depending on what you do. If you're at the like the lower end of the pay spectrum. Over a month's worth of wages. Because you went to a backyard party. Isn't it fucking grand? And all these months on, police say they have heard every excuse in the book, including last night when... How's this for an excuse? Um, I'm not breaking the law. <laughs> How's that for a fucking excuse? You like that? What excuse do you have for being outside, citizen? Um, I'm not in jail? That's all you need to know. They've heard every excuse in the book for people trying to exercise their constitutionally protected rights. <laughs> look, look, we take this very seriously. We've heard every we've heard every fucking excuse there is for people thinking that they have freedom. It's really quite sickening, it's arrogant, it's illogical, it's unfathomable. It really is. So on, police say they have heard every excuse in the book, including last night when four men tried to drive from Melbourne to Geelong to purchase sportswear. <laughs> yes. What's the drive from Melbourne to Geelong? It's about an hour down the freeway, isn't it? About an hour down the highway to get from Melbourne to Geelong, I think. <laughs> so we arrested for exactly not sportswear. <laughs> well, why are you buying sportswear when we've banned all the sports? <laughs> You've got no excuse to be out there buying sportswear, citizen. So four guys traveling in a car to Geelong to buy clothes. <laughs> Lock them up. Lock them up. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. I appreciate it. You know, if you let these dangerous criminals drive around in a completely controlled environment like an automobile, for example, and go to a shop to purchase sportswear and then go home, you're putting my family at risk. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. It's not just people who've got it. It's all the people gathering together who someone who's got it uh, will yeah, give it to. Yeah, fucking thanks. Thanks for, thanks for the news flash, Doc. I don't think anyone in Victoria could claim any ignorance. You really need to seriously consider whether it's worth going to a party for $5,000. Isn't it good? Lucky they're protecting us, huh? $5,000. Lana Murphy, Nine News. Good job. So, 
I've got something very special for you. In the interest of keeping you safe, ladies and gentlemen, you're absolutely going to love this. How about... Well, actually, first we'll do this one. First we'll do this one. So... What's been happening here is the borders between New South Wales and Queensland have been closed for a while. They're starting to open them up. Victoria's border is shut. So within the nation of Australia now, you're not allowed to travel from one state to the next because of because, because we're keeping people safe. But do you remember the story we covered on this show, <coughs> pardon me, of the dying father whose children weren't allowed to go and visit him even though he was dying of cancer. Do you remember that? Because of the border restrictions. And then the bureaucrats came down and said, hmm, okay, we'll let one child go and visit you. How about that? I think he had four. Or has four if he's still breathing. But they said, no, no, we're not, we can't let four children go and see their father who's dying of cancer, who has only weeks to live. We'll let one of them go. Which to me is, it, it seems like the, you know, the public servants are toying with us at that point. Because even though I completely disagree with it, I would understand if they said, no, no, a restriction is a restriction. Nobody's allowed across the border. You'd say, fair enough. It's like, no, 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 fuck that. Let's tear them up emotionally even more so by letting one child go and see. <laughs> so only one child got a record deal then, Kitty B in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. So these kinds of stories are now happening on the daily here. These kinds of insane, bureaucratic, ridiculous stories. Have a look at this one. This one is an absolute fucking peach. Tonight, authorities refused to release a young woman from hotel quarantine in Brisbane to drive just 30 minutes to attend her father's funeral. The Queensland... Nope. So... She went to Queensland. She got exemption to see her dying father, right? Congratulations. Well done. Lucky you. But she had to spend two weeks in hotel quarantine when she got there. She got exemption to see her dying father, but she did not get exemption to go to his funeral. (laughs) Believe it or not. You can see him while he's dying. You can't see him once he's dead. And I mean, we were talking about this months ago. Do you remember how we were talking about the the insanity of some of these laws? Like, if you're if you've got a family of five, you're allowed to travel to visit another family, like three hours driveway. You're allowed one family is allowed to visit another family three hours driveway. That's fine, but you're not allowed to go to an empty house three hours away, right? So you're not allowed to travel for the sake of having a little holiday, but you're allowed to travel for the sake of visiting somebody. This is, this is what happens when you get bureaucrats in a room and you come up to them and say, hey, please make a whole bunch of rules and regulations for us to follow. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to rack their brains and come up with the most insane, unfollowable, incoherent nonsense you have ever laid your fucking eyes on. <laughs> so if you give them a blank check, here, come up with the most insane rules that you can possibly come up with, that's exactly what you'll get. So you could travel to a house that was 
occupied with other people, but you couldn't travel to a house that was empty. <laughs> because thank you for keeping me safe. So in the spirit of that, this woman was allowed to go and see her dying father, but then once he was dead, I'm sorry, we can't let you out of the hotel room. It's fucking incredible. Premier refused to budge, but granted a small concession after a desperate phone call from the Prime Minister. The the Prime Minister had to get on the phone. ScoMo had to call her up and say, what the hell are you people doing? (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you? And I don't want to hear. People are telling me, oh, do you think the politicians want this? Yes, I do. They live for this shit. Anybody who tells you that the politicians aren't loving this is fucking kidding themselves. They have lived their whole lives for the moment where they can act like the saviour, where they can be the protector of you. They love making the press conferences, ladies and gentlemen. They love standing up there in front of the press talking about their plans and their big schemes and handing out money to people. They live for this. Because people who seek out power love the opportunity to wield it. So they love standing up there. They love making announcements. They love talking about how we're all in this together and I'm responsible to keep you. I'm protecting you. And having the media, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for keeping me safe. They absolutely live for it. This is a dream come true for these people. Brisbane Cemetery family and friends gather to farewell cancer victim Bernie Prendergast. There are many special people in Bernie's life who cannot be with us today due to the pandemic. But one critical person was missing. No, no. Now, see, I know you're at a funeral, so I don't want to be too harsh on you. But no, the people who aren't there are not there because of the pandemic. They're there because public servants and bureaucrats have banned them from being there. There's a difference. The virus didn't stop them from going. Politicians did. Public servants did. Bureaucrats did. Government did. The virus didn't lock you up in your hotel room. Policemen did, right? There's a difference. Prendergast. There are many special people in Bernie's life who cannot be with us today due to the pandemic. But one critical person was missing, his 26-year-old daughter. Have a Locked look up at this. in quarantine, 10 kilometres away, 15 floors up. I have, like, cried every single day this month. Canberra-based Sarah had been trying to see her battling dad for Father's Day, knowing he didn't have long. They gave approval two days after he died. And to make matters worse, she... I was just thinking when I was like, I was driving home from work today and I've recently got like a couple of fucking traffic infringements picked up by, you know, uh, anonymous signs, like anonymous cameras on the fucking road, which I fucking love. Of course. I recently got a couple of traffic infringements and that shit goes straight on your record within minutes. Right. As soon as the camera, bloop, Get you, it's on your record. Snap, it's like instant, like that. There's no grace period or anything. And then if you want to contest it, you have to go to court 
to get it removed. They don't have to go to court to put it on there, right? You have to go to court and prove your innocence. And so I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking, isn't it amazing that this is how bureaucracy works, right? Government is cancer. You can, if you get a traffic infringement, that shit shows up on your internal government record instantly. But if I want to put a shed on in my back garden, it will take months and months and months of going through the approval process. How is that a thing? If you, if you get picked up by a speeding camera or something, you're instantly, the fine gets shipped out to you without even a human laying eyes on it. It's all automated. Bloop, out it comes. It's instantly on your permanent record. If you want to cut down a tree on your own property, you have to argue with some fucking deadbeat for months on end. No, no instant recourse there, right? If you want to build a shed on your own private property, it will take months. If you go a little bit too quickly on a road at two o'clock in the morning when nobody is around, bloop, it's instantly on your record. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, government. Thank you so much. So what happened? This fucking poor girl trying to see her, trying to get approval to go to her dad's funeral. She gets approved. She got the approval two days after he died. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can we dig him up and try again? Can we do it again? I've got the approval now. Lou Frigno in the chat, it doesn't matter who you vote for. There's a great old saying, it doesn't matter who you vote for, the government always wins. Trying to see her battling dad for Father's Day, knowing he didn't have long. They gave approval two days after he died. Fucking unreal. To make matters worse, she was denied access to the funeral today. Told me that I am not even supposed to be in Queensland because... You're not even supposed to be here. That's what she was told. You, my dear, are not even supposed to be here. No, we can't let you go to your father's funeral. You're not even supposed to be in this state. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom! And to make matters worse, she was denied access to the funeral today. Uh -huh. Told me that I am not even supposed to be in Queensland because the exemption was to see my dying father, not to go to the funeral. So I was like... You gotta follow the rules. Congratulations, Australia. You're so good at following the rules. <laughs> the exemption was to see my dying father, but not go to his funeral. I didn't have I have to put you have to put in another form for that. <laughs> it's like the DMV from hell. Oh yeah, I'd like to go to my dead dad's funeral. Well, now you see here, the problem is you've actually filled out the uh, exemption 2-4B form, <clears throat> which is an exemption to see a person who is dying or in a death spiral. Now, what you want to fill out is the exemption 7-A form. Now, I'm afraid you're going to have to take a number 
and go to the back of the line. It's like, oh, come on, man. Come on. Can't I? Can't you? Like, can't I? Isn't this form good enough? What's the difference? What's the difference? Come on. You gave me an exemption to see him like two days ago. I've already been exempted. No, no, no. But, you know, you know rules dictate. Public health safety guidelines dictate that there are different stages of exemptions and different stages of life. So if the person is dying or close to death, you are allowed to see them. If the person has already died, then I'm afraid you're going to have to fill out a new form highlighting that, and that will be assessed by our panel of experts. (laughs) Oh, boy. Like shaking. Did I hear it right? Like, did I just get, like decline to go to my dad's funeral. An emotional prime minister decided to intervene. Surely, in the midst of all of this heartache in COVID, surely just this once, this can be done. He rang Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. She refused to budge. (laughs) Now, this is great. So, have a listen to this. Now, imagine this. This fucking poor girl has been trying to go to her dead dad's funeral. The funeral is taking place half an hour away from the hotel that she is being quarantined in, which she is being locked in by local police to protect. Thank you for protecting me from coronavirus, sir. She was granted an exemption to see her dying father, but not go to his funeral. But the exemption to see her dying father wasn't approved until two days after he was fucking dead. (laughs) So two days after he died, she gets the approval. Okay, you can see your dying father. She then responds to the government by saying, well, he's no longer dying now. He's actually dead. So can I go to the funeral? And they're like, sorry, you're going to have to fill out a new form. This situation, I can't believe I'm fucking reporting on this. This situation gets national coverage to the point where the prime minister of the country feels the need to intervene and say, surely this is fucking batshit insane. Can you not just let this woman go to her dead father's funeral? And this is the response from the premier, which is like the governor of the state of Queensland. Have a listen to this. And this divisiveness and these fights and this intimidation and this bullying is the worst I've ever seen in my life. The bullying! (laughs) I'm getting bullied! (laughs) I can't. I can't do this anymore. People should should just respect my rules. People should just respect the rules that we've made up. The cold, heartless... God awful rules. Like we can't, we're not allowing people to see their dying family members. We're giving approval two days after they die to see them, but then we make them fill out a new form because they're already dead. People should just shut up and do what they're told. Otherwise, it's bullying. <laughs> bullying and intimidation. <laughs> it's. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, peak clownwood. Again, have a listen here. Have one more listen to the bullying and intimidation. The bullying and intimidation of the Prime Minister. Intervene. Surely, in the midst of all of this harder... Listen to this bullying. ...in COVID, surely just this once, this can be done. He rang Premier... That, that sounds like intimidation and bullying to me. 
head. She's so brave. Anastasia Palaszczuk, she refused to budge. Yeah, and she's so brave. She's so brave and powerful. And these fights and this intimidation and this bullying is the worst I've ever seen in my lifetime, bullying. Mr Speaker. Critics said it was the Premier bullying Sarah. I don't know. I have no words for her. <laughs> I can think of a few. <laughs> no words, huh? I don't think you're trying hard enough. I could think of a handful of choice words, many of which would get me banned off the internet indefinitely and my hard drive burned, <laughs> like burned with acid. <laughs> so I think I'll keep them to myself. I don't even want to talk about her. It is just sickening what this girl has been put through. The pressure worked. No, that's stop bullying the Premier. Stop bullying the elected officials. Queensland Health allowing Sarah a last-minute dash in full PPE, ah. not to the funeral, but to view her father's body. <laughs> and just to be clear, I'm not laughing at, you know, what happened to this girl because it's fucking abhorrent and I don't know how I would react in that situation um, but I am laughing at the absurdity of government yet again I mean obviously this is a show with a libertarian tinge right so it should come as no fucking surprise but when, when people defend the government to me and we watch clips like this we follow stories like this it's like I, I can't even talk to you. it's like speaking another language to people at this point well no they're keeping us safe you know, everybody just follow the rules for two more weeks and everything will go back to normal. What do you think? Do you think they want to do this? Yes. So, again, just a quick recap. This woman traveling interstate during coronavirus asked for an exemption to see her dying father. She gets approved to see her dying father two days after he's dead. She then tries to attend his funeral and gets told, no, you don't have approval for that. You had approval to see him when he was dying, but you don't have approval to see him as a corpse. This then leads to the, prim uh, the prime minister, the leader of the country, the federal government, saying to the local premier, the state leader, can we not surely just let this one person go and see, uh, go to her own fucking father's funeral? The premier says, stop bullying and intimidating me. <laughs> She then eventually folds somewhat and has the young lady transferred under police scrutiny, under police escort. She's wrapped up in a face shield, in a mask and PPE, so it looks like she's walking into the centre of a nuclear fucking holocaust. And she is escorted not to the funeral, but to a private viewing of her father in the coffin. Ladies and gentlemen, this is life in the free world in 2020. This is the new normal. Isn't it fan-fucking-tastic? I wonder if they handcuffed her. Hopefully they did. Alone and grieving, and this on National Are You OK Day. Because the last thing I would want to happen is to have an outbreak at a funeral. The health minister for the great state of Queensland, ladies and gentlemen. This woman, Dr. Jeanette Young, she may have a doctor next to her name, but her people skills are fucking awful. <laughs> She's dumb as dog shit when it comes to people skills.
I would want to happen is to have an outbreak at a funeral. And the exemptions given for the AFL and movie stars like Tom Hanks? I've given exemptions for people in entertainment and film because that's bringing a lot of money into this state. Yes! You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> if you're in entertainment, <coughs> pardon me, if you're a Tom Hanks, if you're a sports star, you can get an exemption because you're bringing in the big bucks. You're bringing in the cash, bro. If if you're just a poor girl from, from Canberra who wants to see her dead dad at his own funeral, too bad, so sad. If you're lucky, maybe we'll whack you behind a welder's mask and escort you by police to see him on your own so you can't infect anybody. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Yay! Thank you for protecting me. A last-minute compromise also offered to terminal cancer patient Mark Keynes. Now, now, see, now this is the story we covered a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> this is the guy who has been denied the right to see his four children before he dies because they can't cross the fucking border. So we've there's been a compromise in this case. I'm pleased to report, ladies and gentlemen, a compromise. Yay! You know when the government gives you a compromise, you know it's always going to be good, right? It's like when they say, look, we could give you life in prison for something that you didn't do, but instead we'll give you 60 years as long as you hand over all of your money and all of your contacts and dob everybody else in with you. <laughs> Sounds like a good fucking deal. Sounds like a great compromise. Last-minute compromise also offered to terminal cancer patient Mark Keynes in Brisbane, uh -huh. desperate for his four Sydney-based kids to visit before he passes. The family have now been told they can drive to Brisbane, yep. go into two weeks hotel quarantine, yep. then put all four kids in full PPE before being picked up by a government vehicle and taken to visit their dad. A scheme. Okay, <laughs> so they can drive to Queensland, go into quarantine, then somebody from the government will come and pick your children up. I'm not even joking. Because apparently government employees are better trained to handle coronavirus spread than, you know, the average person. So you drive to this state, you go into quarantine for two weeks, and quarantine means, like, there are literal police and military fucking patrolling the street outside the hotel that you're staying in. I see them in Sydney. You know, the lobbies of hotels have little police fucking uh, things set up in them with laptops and stuff, keeping track of who's coming in, who's coming out. The military are unloading bags for people who are being quarantined when they come into the country, right? I see it every night. So you go to Queensland, you quarantine for two weeks, then somebody from the government will come and collect your children. So it's like a supervised visit. They will dress your children up probably in the shield and the mask and fucking big rubber gloves and a wetsuit, whatever. And they will ferry your kids to you, the dying man. Maybe you'll get, hopefully you get an hour or whatever, <laughs> an hour of visitation rights, and then the children will be whisked away. Now, <clears throat> this is a compromise, mind you. Now, this is the best part. How much would you expect to pay for this privilege? Genuine question. Because they're handing the family a bill, right? <laughs> they are making the family pay for this. How much do you think the government would charge for the privilege of seeing your own family member before they die? How much? 
Give me a number. Give me a number. 100, 200. I have 200 in the back and I have three. I have three. I have three. I have four. 400. 400. Five. Six. How much do you think they would be forced to pay to see their own dying father? <laughs> I, it's gonna, you're going to love this. A last-minute compromise also offered to terminal cancer patient Mark Keynes in Brisbane, desperate for his four Sydney-based kids to visit before he passes. The family have now been told they can drive to Brisbane, go into two weeks hotel quarantine, then put all four kids in full PPE before being picked up by a government vehicle and taken to visit their dad. A scheme the family calls so elaborate and expensive, they're deliberately trying to keep them away. The cost, $16,000. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno was very good. 15k for Lou Ferrigno. 16 grand. $16,000 to visit your dying dad. <clears throat> so you have no choice. This is the deal. If you want to see dad before he kicks the bucket, this is what you will pay. That's the, this is the compromise. <laughs> this is the compromise that the government is giving you. You should you should consider yourself very lucky. My wife turned around and said to myself, "So, what you're expecting us to pay is more money to visit him than was going to cost to bury him." <laughs> exactly, it costs more than the funeral. Oh boy, oh boy. Now, you remember the earlier reporting, right? So clearly, like this is getting out of control. There, there is you. You would imagine that people are dropping dead from coronavirus wherever you look. There must just be piles of bodies in the streets everywhere, right? Because they're going to such lengths to keep you. Thank you for keeping me safe. They're going to such lengths to keep us safe. It must be really, really bad, right? It must be insanely bad. The numbers, laser. The numbers must be piling up. So if you stood on top of the paperwork, you would be taller than King Kong, right? It must be so awful and so deadly and so prevalent. Everybody, everyone's getting sick. It's so, it's so dangerous. It must be awful. Across New South Wales, there are seven new COVID cases tonight. Good night, everybody. Good night. Wow, seven? Seven, you say? And, you know, I've had arguments with people <coughs> who say, um, well, it's different. Um, you know, Americans will say, well, it's different in America than it is in Australia. We've had, you know, uh, 200,000 people. Um, so, you know, blah, 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 blah. We need restrictions. And I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. <laughs> If you have the restrictions and the numbers go down, the restrictions don't stop because we are the example of that. Seven people and we have to stop grieving family members from attending funerals because in a state of eight million people, seven got sick. Believe it or not. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio show. Remember last year when Australia was on fire? Can we go back to that? Don't worry. Another couple of months, we'll be right back there again.
because we had the three months of fires and then we had three months of floods <laughs> and now we've got coronavirus and uh, but the biggest killer of all the government haha <laughs> libertarian hot take how about that night two in hotel quarantine two. one more student at st paul's college Greystone. <laughs> Two people. more linked to Concord Hospital, a Seven. staffer and a close contact. There are now 14 people associated with Concord in the emergency department. 14? Wow. A whole 14? We better ban people from seeing their dying family members. This is getting out of control. I bet they're all selfish and arrogant and ignorant. To have tested positive. They've now activated a surge plan, recruiting staff from us. Ar- a surge plan? Don't, we've got a surge plan. You can't see me right now. I am rubbing my temples furiously. <laughs> We're banning people from seeing their dying relatives. We're, we're giving people $5,000 fines. We're deputising, you know, people who are under house arrest to dob in their neighbours. We've got seven pu- fucking people sick. We've got a surge plan to deal with it. It really is next level stuff. Next level. A PA and Canterbury hospitals. Surge two other plan. cases visited the eastern suburbs really? Legion two? Club, two? where at least three are now infected. Mm-hmm. And authorities looking for a fourth who may have been the source. And Chris Reason joins me now. Chris, you have more details on that young lady barred from attending her father's funeral. Mark, that's right. Sarah Casper now returned to a hotel, unable to see her mother, her sister, any of her family. Absolutely gutted that she couldn't go to that funeral today to farewell the man who taught her how to cook, how to bake, how to drive. The man she wanted to lead her down the aisle when she got married. She would have been prepared to even stand away from that funeral service and watch it from afar. She now says she's back in hotel quarantine and she's not allowed to leave there for another eight days before she finally gets home to. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. So I do have one more, one more for you, one more story on this theme. Let me present to you this guy, Phil Maher. Now, if I'm not mistaken, This is actually a positive. This is a fun story. This is a good story. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Phil Maher is a gentleman from, I think he's from Queensland, right? I think he's from Brisbane. Now, it's quite confusing and convoluted, this guy's case. Of course it is, because it's got bureaucratic rules fucking written into the story. So who can follow it? You have to be an an autistic legend of high regard to follow this stuff. You have to be a savant. You know, you have to be Rain Man to follow the government's rules with this shit. 52 matches. Yeah, yeah, leave the table. So, so apparently this guy went to a funeral that was a couple of hours drive away, and I think it was his grandmother's. And again, apology if I'm, apologies if I'm getting any of the details wrong here, but I, I think I have the general gist of it. So he went to a funeral a couple of hours drive away, which may have been interstate to his grandmother's funeral. Now... He was caught going to a funeral. And he was told that after going to this funeral, he needs to quarantine for two weeks. But he needs to quarantine in a hotel in Sydney, which is about 
from where he was, something like nine hours drive away. And he said, look, my house is only two hours drive away. So why don't I just go and quarantine at my house for two weeks? The government said, no, no, no. We want you to drive back to, we want you to drive down to Sydney, nine hours drive away and quarantine for two weeks in Sydney. We then want you to catch a plane back to your house (laughs) and quarantine for another two weeks. And then, so he's been documenting all of the interactions he had with people on his way down to Sydney. So he could have just gone straight home on his own and been in his house for two weeks on his own, problem solved. No, he had to interact and mix with a dozen people on his trip to Sydney, quarantine in Sydney for two weeks, and then interact and mix with people going to the airport and getting on a plane and then going back to his home and then quarantining there for another two weeks. It's fucking insane. So, (laughs) I... I, 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 That's about it. That's the story. But what you're about to see may impress you. So he did this little Facebook video not long ago because you're not allowed to go out and get your own food. You can order food in when you're in hotel quarantine, but they supply you food, right? Because maybe you don't have the money to order Uber Eats every fucking day. Who knows? So this is the food that you get supplied when you're in hotel quarantine. Have a look at this. This will very this will impress the foodies out there. Lunch arrived, day what fucking day are we? Thirteen. Let's see what we have here. Oh come on, why is it why isn't it? Facebook videos suck? They're like Twitter videos. Day what fucking day are we? Thirteen. Day thirteen. Let's see what we have here. Oh, fuck. Look at that. Look at that, huh? (laughs) What the fuck is that? It looks like shredded shit, doesn't it? (laughs) This is the free lunch you get. Because I bet you're sitting there thinking, well, you know what? I could be quarantined. I wouldn't mind being locked up in a nice hotel for a couple of weeks, getting all my food delivered. It'd be awesome. I don't have to cook. I get free food. Looks great. <laughs> this is what you can expect. Oh, yum. <laughs> braised fucking... I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> braised fucking... I don't know what the fuck that is. Good description. <laughs> oh, yummy. Goody gumdrops. Oh well, guess the delivery's gonna be coming hot and fucking pretty fast today. Ben K Veritas with the diamond. What medicine, what medication do they recommend for nerves? <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Ben. But here's where the story ends on a positive. So, like I said, this poor guy has been in quarantine for a month for going to a funeral two hours drive away from his home. He had to travel interstate twice, drive back like a nine-hour drive to Sydney to spend two weeks in a hotel, get on a plane, go back to Brisbane, spend two weeks in a fucking hotel there. He's been quarantined for a month of his life. I believe yesterday he finally was awarded his freedom. Now, I'm going to need the help of the boogers on this. Because I think that there is a small, small chance 
that Phil Ma, or at least somebody associated with Phil Ma, may be a listener of this program. The reason that I'm saying that is... The reason that I'm saying that is... Look how Phil decided to celebrate what he calls Freedom Day. The day that he was let out of uh, COVID-19 quarantine. Have a look at this. He put this up on his own Facebook page. Phil Ma, ladies and gentlemen, happy Freedom Day. I'm not joking. I'm not fucking joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> this is how Phil celebrated his freedom from quarantine. <laughs> With the national anthem. Of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> Look, Phil Ma, there he is, Brett Williams. Phil Ma, Freedom Day. <laughs> yes, wait. People are like, no way, no way. Yes. So, Phil, if you're out there, if you're a listener to this program, get in touch with me. I, w- I would love to talk to you about your experience over the last month. This ridiculousness. <laughs> that you've had to go through. If you're out there, get in touch with me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. The national anthem of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen, representing freedom. (laughs) There you have it. Happy Freedom Day. Phil Ma, congratulations. <laughs> With that, uh, let's let's le- uh, let's have the national anthem of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen, take us out to the commercial break. When we return, uh, so much more to get through, so little time. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around. <laughs> Happy Freedom Day, Filmer! 
Happy Freedom Day, sir. And most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good
weeknights. Join my good self, UK Neil, over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us. Glory to the great nation of Boogistan. Like I said, so much to get through and so little time. Uh, we're still keeping you safe here. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. <laughs> I've got many more examples of government keeping you safe. Let's get straight back into it, shall we? I'm going to dip over to the UK, the old dart, the motherland. Asda, supermarket introduces 1,000 COVID-19 marshals to ensure people are wearing masks. Do you remember... Ooh, a couple of months ago, when they first started touting these rules, these rule changes, these policy shifts. And do you remember I was I was talking about when people have this argument, oh, they'll never be able to enforce it. I specifically said, no, no, what they're doing is they're putting the onus on the the businesses themselves. So police don't have to enforce it. Businesses are enforcing it themselves. The, the citizens are policing themselves on coronavirus. We just saw the top cop in the great state, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria, saying that uh, you, need to, you need to rat everybody out, dob everybody in. We're deputizing everyone to be COVID-19 marshals, right? People are policing themselves. Because I guess... Psychologically, it's better to be on the side of the jailer than the jailed, right? And so they put the onus on the business owners and say, well, it's up to you to stop people from walking around without a mask. Otherwise, we're coming after you. <laughs> and that's exactly what's taking place. So because when a lot of these rules started coming out, people were saying things like, they'll never be able to police it. They'll never be able to police all this. And I'm like, no, 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 they won't have to. We will police ourselves. The businesses will police us. The police won't have to. They are essentially deputizing everyone. And then a couple of months later, here we are. Asda is to introduce 1,000 new marshals to help make sure its customers are adhering to the government's guidelines. Guidelines. <laughs> Again, we now have this thing. We used to have common law, but now we have this thing that sits above common law. It's called public health guidelines. And public health guidelines are more powerful than common law, it seems. They're introducing a thousand new marshals to help make sure its customers are adhering to the government's guidelines when shopping in the supermarket. Wow, <laughs> what a transaction you have to make now to shop to give somebody money, right? 
Wait, I now need to be policed when I'm giving you money? Go shit in your hat. Retail giant Asda said it's bringing in 1,000 new safety marshals. Safety marshal. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. A thousand new safety marshals on its doors to make sure shoppers are staying safe and following the guidelines. The news comes after coronavirus cases are on the rise in the UK and supermarkets have implemented new changes in stores to make them as safe as possible for customers and staff. That is using the word safe four times in one paragraph. I think they're trying to tell us something. I think they're trying to get a message across that the safety marshals are keeping us safe by doing safe things and making sure that we stay safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, safety marshal. Thank you for protecting me. (laughs) The Asda safety marshals are said to be stationed at the front of every store, as well as being present in the aisles of larger stores. Oh, no, my notifications. Thank you, Ben. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. I deputize all of us. Hashtag freedom marshals. But that's thank you, Ben. Sorry about that. But only in the jurisdiction of Boogie Stan. That's the only place I can allow it. And if you're a freedom marshal in Boogie Stan, you need to be singing the anthem when you're doing your marshalling duties. I want to see you walking around the parking lot, walking around the supermarket, going la 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 la. Hopefully, with some kind of train behind you, that would be ideal. That's what we want in Boogie Stand. The, the marshals will help customers with any safety questions, as well as telling... So here's here's the fucking... Here's the wily scheme. They're going to make the supermarket more safe by putting more people in there. <laughs> huh? Oh, they're absolute fucking geniuses. <laughs> you know... The biggest problem with coronavirus is when you get too many people in an enclosed area. How can we fix it? I know. We'll hire more people to just walk around. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. Geniuses. (laughs) Do you ever get the feeling that they're just coming up with these rules on the back of a handkerchief? Yeah, we get the feeling that they're not really putting that much thought into this. Let's add more people to the let's add more people to the situation. That'll keep it safe. Wow. <laughs> if customers are not wearing masks in store, they will be told they can buy a pack of disposable masks and pay for them at the checkout with the rest of their groceries. Yeah, you got to make a dollar. Got to turn a dollar. Only idiots aren't making money off this. By idiots, I mean poor people. (laughs) Fantastic. Those who fail to do so can be fined by the police up to £100 in England, soon to be £200, in Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Extra hand sanitizer stations will be provided in the busiest parts of the store and protective coatings will now be applied to all basket and trolley handles The coating is designed to help prevent the spread of bacteria and viruses. The marshals are also there to provide sanitised baskets and trolleys to customers as they enter the store. Following a change in government guidance, face coverings are now compulsory for all shop workers in England. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. A thousand safety marshals to keep you safe. It's all about keeping you safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. 
Thank you so much. More from England. <coughs> Sex and coronavirus. What are the rules? From the BBC. I, I believe this was sent through by fascist hippie. This is stuff we need to know. Because, you know, now there's rules for sex. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Couples who don't live together can now meet up for sex after changes to the coronavirus restrictions in England, but casual sex is banned. Just a lesson that I learned. Yes. Casual sex. No booty calls for the English. The guidance applies to established relationships, though it's not clear what counts as established. <laughs> and the rules differ depending on where you are. In local lockdown areas like Birmingham, or much of Greater Manchester, Manchester, social visits from people outside your household or support bubble are banned. <laughs> support bubbles. Household visits are not allowed in Scotland, but couples not living together are exempt. In Wales, you can form an extended household, which means you're allowed to meet indoors and have physical contact. The Terence Higgins Trust published advice in August suggesting people avoid kissing wearing a face mask and choose positions that aren't face-to-face -face during sex. You wouldn't believe it if I fucking told you. If we had to go, if we went back to January, right, just say I created a time machine, you and me, we all jump in a time machine, we go back to January, and we say that by September, the government will be telling you that you're only allowed to fuck in doggy style because it will be keep protecting people from coronavirus. You would be laughed out of any conversation you joined. You would be treated like a raving lunatic and probably placed in an asylum. Exactly, Eliza in the chat. Government approved sex is, of course, the hottest of the sex. <laughs> Government improved coitus. They say their advice hasn't changed much since then. Your best sexual partner during your best sexual partner, that would be my top bitch, I think you'll find. Your best sexual partner during the COVID 19 pandemic is yourself. <laughs> Just masturbate. <laughs> Gee, we really are a country full of wankers, aren't we? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The government is advising you masturbate <laughs> during coronavirus to protect people from COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Thank you for keeping me safe. Oh, shit. However, I think it's unrealistic to ask everyone to abstain from sex indefinitely, whether in established relationships or not. 
Masturbation, sex toys, or having phone or online sex are recommended as the safest options from the government, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you for protecting me. I just got to masturbate on the internet now <laughs> because I'm protecting people from coronavirus. If you're having sex with people outside of your household, it's important to limit the number of partners. It says, like with everything at the moment, be aware of any COVID-19 symptoms you or your partner may have and isolate if you have them. If you're meeting someone new, the charity asks if they, they or anyone in your household have had symptoms or tested positive. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Thank you for keeping me safe. Sex and coronavirus. What are the rules? You need to follow the government rules when it comes to getting your rocks off. All right. Look, these are trying times and it's difficult to know where to turn. To get advice, to get leadership, to get guidance, to get inspiration. So I don't know about you, but when I'm looking for those things, I turn directly to Hollywood celebrities, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the people who cares mostest out of everybody, Alyssa Milano. If we compare 2019 Alyssa Milano to now, what percent do you think you are health-wise? I'm probably at 40, 40% on a really bad day. and Wow, that sounds scientific, doesn't it? About 40%? (laughs) Health-wise? What does that mean? I'm at 40% health-wise. Alyssa Milano is now a playable character with hit points flashing up on the screen. I'm at 40%. 60% on a good day? 60% on a good day. Best case scenario, you've lost 40% of your... Nice pick, girl. That's fucking hot. You know, I think I might take this opportunity to take some government advice and masturbate. <laughs> I'm having safe coronavirus sex right now with Alyssa Milano. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm having sex with Melissa Milano. COVID safe sex, that is. Keep the mask on, baby. Health in the space of a few months. Yes. I have heart palpitations. Uh, oh. Very um, muscles. Not- very muscles stuff. You know, I'm at like 40% health. I have heart palpitations. I have very muscles and stuff. That's it. Soreness, but fatigue. Fatigue as my well. Hair. I'm so tired all the time. It's falling out. Um, my hair is falling out. The room is spinning around. And I think the hardest one for me, because uh-huh. I'm normally very, um, my my brain is usually very quick. 
<clears throat> Press X to doubt in the chat. Um, and I think the hardest one for me, because I'm normally very, um, my, my. I'm usually really good with like the, um, what do you call it? The, uh. I'm usually so fast with the um the uh, uh the brain um oh what's the word I was thinking oh, the words usually so so what is it quick with the brain words <laughs> foggy in the chat my brain pictures are usually great <laughs> brain is usually very quick is I have this, uh, this brain picture of her hugging the kid in fog and I lose track of, of my words. It could be a word like coffee. And I'm like, I forget the word for coffee. The real symptoms of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, I forget the word for coffee. Sounds real to me. That sounds, um, what's the word? Sounds, um, uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it'll just disappear for me. I I wonder if I'm just going to But if you forget the word for coffee, how come you remembered it now? (laughs) Like, if she forgets the word for coffee, shouldn't she try to remember a word that she's forgotten? And if she's forgotten the word, she shouldn't be able to tell you which word she forgot. She should be like, if you, I, I just want to give actors notes here. If you want to be believable in this scenario, Alyssa, what you need to do is say, I keep forgetting the word for, oh, my God. <laughs> That's how you fool them. That's how you fool these peasants, Alyssa. You know, I just keep forgetting the word for uh, that uh, thing. <laughs> then everyone's going to be like, well, you know what? I fucking believe her. She didn't even remember the word. But if you say, I forget the word for coffee, it's going, well, no, you don't. You just remembered it. There it is. It's fine. have these feelings for the rest. It's right where you left it. ...of my life. If this is what is going to be, if this is what life is going to be like for me now. When it comes to your case, um, if you talk about shortness of breath or, or having a brain fog, perhaps, perhaps sometimes it's hard for people to get their head around, but when they see the video of you brushing your hair and those clumps of hair falling out, it's pretty confronting. This is my- And when she posted this, people said, yeah, that's what happens when you dye your hair for 10 years. And she was responding to people on Twitter, calling them bigots, calling them insane, calling them Trump tards for not believing her COVID story. My hair loss from COVID-19. Wear a damn mask. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the- Wear a mask because my hair is falling out. Reason why it was, it's been- (laughs) Monica in the chat, but Boogie, she's clearly not a good actress. (laughs) For me to sort of show that um, side of it and to, you know, we're not hearing a lot about what happens in the after effects um, in 
<laughs> the, the interview looks like, man, she really is slow. <laughs> Look at his face. It's like, uh, I had a lunch at one o'clock. Am I going to be able to make that? She just keeps going. I don't know. She doesn't remember coffee. She's showing me pictures of her hairbrush. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. You know, from from people. We're hearing a lot from the specialists. And that was a confused look there. <laughs> Press X to doubt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you have it. There's, there's your X to doubt right there. Hmm. <laughs> we need this as a sticker in the chat. Hmm. If someone can screen grab that and send it to me in the Discord, I'll turn it into a sticker for the channel. That can be our press X to doubt face. <laughs> Fantastic. you know, from from people. We're hearing a lot from the specialists and from the doctors and uh -huh. um but we're not mm -hmm. hearing from just normal people that are still uh normal people like you, Alyssa. You know, struggling and dealing with it. And I think that's the that's the hardest part is that there there are no answers. We just don't my favourite celebrity call to arms on coronavirus lockdown is still without a doubt fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, who did a video, believe it or not, I'm not sure I played it on this show, I think I played it on uh, the starting block. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's sitting in a fucking spa, literally with like a bottle of champagne next to him, smoking a fat fucking cigar in his spa, in the spa of his mansion. I'm not joking. And he does a little live stream and he's saying, look people, just stay home, it's not that difficult. <laughs> Stop being so selfish. Just enjoy your time at your home. And like the mansion is in the background behind him, drinking fucking Dom Perignon, smoking cigars. Just stay home, people. Stop being selfish. Do you only think of yourself in a time like this? <laughs> it's fucking incredible. <laughs> Completely detached from normal people. Completely detached from reality. No. And then there was like this whole psychological um, effect that I don't think people talk about enough that are recovered, which is like one. Remember, we covered the Fran Drescher interview on this show as well. And she's like, I had to go, you know, the, the grocery boy had to drop the groceries at the front door. I had the I had to put them away myself. My life has really changed because of this. They're openly saying these things. They have no idea how far removed they are from the normal person. In fact, it's worse. They think that they're helping normal people. Oh, my God. You know, the grocery boy had to drop the groceries out the front. I didn't even have my housekeeper over to put all the food away. <laughs> you know, it's been so difficult. It's been a learning curve for me. And they, they put themselves on these pedestals. It's like, oh, we're the ones that are going to help guide you through this. We're your spokespeople. We're here for you. 
And, you know, the peasants in the audience are just watching this, like, with their jaws open going, can you believe the shit that these people are saying? You, you know, what is so wrong with staying at home? <sighs> Another glass of champagne will make the pain go away. On the guilt that I may have made someone else sick because I had two negative tests. I think you're making a lot of people sick, Alyssa. <laughs> Just not in the way that you think. Um, it's such a shame for me, too, because Alyssa Milano was like one of my first teenage fucking crushes when I was a kid, too. Come on, she was fucking, she was a glamour. She's still really good looking. Somebody in the chat earlier was like, would you? I'm like, of course I would. <laughs> of course I would. To just the, the, this, this gratefulness that I didn't, um, you know, infect my children or my elderly oh my parents. God. Um, so counting my blessings, but also the, there's, there's something very hard to process when you live through that kind of sickness and I think not realizing while I was going through it and then knowing what it was in hindsight was almost harder because I didn't get to process it while I was sick right god get another fucking cup of coffee all right <clears throat> if you can remember it <clears throat> so put Alyssa Milano on one side Alyssa Milano may be protecting you. Who do you think is protecting you more? How about this chap? <laughs> Direct from the corporate mainstream media in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, choose your fighter. This is a choose your fighter moment. Who do you want to protect you from coronavirus? Alyssa Milano or this guy? With Melbourne entering its eighth week of lockdown, there are some people vowing to protest until restrictions are lifted, like Nathan Glover. Nathan claims he's a leader. Others say he's a menace. He's a menace. He's a menace. I like him already. <laughs> Marcus Flembrain, looking good so far. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. If I can't stand up now, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to live like this. This is bullshit. <laughs> Meet Nathan Glover, 43 years old uh, and leader of Patar. Patar, Protection and Tactical Incident Response. A makeshift... <laughs> Seems to be the trend these days. I don't know... I don't know if I'm cool without being in some kind of militia. I'm going to have to make my own. Maybe, no, we won't make a boogie stand militia. We've, <laughs> that's straying into dangerous territory. <laughs> I think I'll abstain from creating the boogie stand militia. Security squad that claims to protect protesters from riot police. Oh, As yeah. This demonstration. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. They can hit me right in the nuts with a baton and I won't even go down. Look at this. They can beat me all day. I'm not even going to feel it. We are. We'll pad it up. 
all padded. This stick is only for this demonstration. It's not a weapon we carry. <laughs> I, li I like him. I mean, it's a little bit goofy. And, you know, I'm not sure if I want, you know, armed militias walking the street just as much as I don't want fucking armed military personnel walking the street. But, God damn it, I kind of like him. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> he seems like a pretty kooky, nice kind of guy. My kind of guy. Nathan says he's fed up living life in Melbourne's Ah, uh, he's a tradie. A concreter by trade, a musician at night. He's got it all, baby! He's the concrete and rock and rolling saviour protector against the tyrants. And now the self-appointed leader and sole member of his own protective... <laughs> Wait, he's the only one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that or not. Sure, Surely there's got to be one other person then it's not a group. You can't be the leader of yourself. You know? Squad. Well, that's what's so funny. It's myself. It's me, myself, and I. It's <laughs> I told you he was good. I told you he was fucking good. This guy. <laughs> I don't know. This stick is only for this demonstration. It's not a weapon we carry. Love it. Nathan. Now, remember, remember what they said at the start of this clip. Some people are calling him a hero. Other people are calling him a menace. A menace. <laughs> Oh, he's a menace. And says he's fed up living life in Melbourne's lockdown. A concreter by trade, a musician at night. I mean, he's the Australian at Rational Times, isn't he? Look at him. Look at all this fucking gear he's got. Musician at night. And now the self-appointed leader and sole member of his own protective squad. Well, that's what's so funny. It's myself. It's me, myself, and I. It's just crazy. It's that crazy nonsense. Oh, fucking relax, bro. It's batshit. It's batshit crazy nonsense. Listen to the cop. Batshit crazy nonsense, huh? <laughs> fucking relax, man. I mean, it looks pretty obvious to me that he's just having a bit of a laugh, right? Like, what am I missing here? Doesn't it look like he said, that's why it's so funny. That's why what I'm doing is so funny, because it's just me. Looks like he's having a bit of a troll with you. It looks like that he's got the media and the police who are now falling over themselves at any opportunity they can find to, to find some kind of bad guy, right? To find some kind of boogeyman here. Oh, look at these dangerous conspiracy theorists and right-wingers, these awful menace to society. They're selfish, they're ignorant, they're arrogant. Thank you for keeping me safe, corporate media. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Policeman. So he's he's obviously latched onto this niche in the market. <laughs> he's got himself on television. They're making fools of themselves. Oh, it's batshit crazy. He's a menace. Fucking relax, mate. You are the Batar Force. I am the Batar Force, the sole force. I, yeah, I've acted alone on this. There's yeah. one other key member. There's one other key, oh, of course, Officer Maynard, my canine unit. Officer Maynard! <laughs> the canine unit, Officer Maynard. Oh, don't sleep on Officer Maynard, by the way. That little that little dog will fuck you up. Alone on this. There's yeah. one other key member. Cute doggo. 
Looks cute. Dangerous as fuck. Even though the reporter is wearing a mask, I can still see the look on her face. <laughs> She's like, what the hell am I doing here? What the fuck is this? Well trained, come up, here you come. Nathan says his so-called squad is his way of having a voice during lockdown. If you're going to go there because it's dangerous, we have, a, we have these people there that are intending on hurting you, you should protect yourself and pad up for protest. Nathan models an array of protection, a padded bike jacket, shin guards, parts of an old car battery. <laughs> He's got a car battery tied to his belly. Tied on with Oki straps, a helmet and a face mask. He's since upgraded to metal wiring. Oh, look, it's like <laughs> it's like retarded chain mail. <laughs> DIY chain mail, ladies and gentlemen. Get winded easily, so I thought I could protect the solar plexus, you know. Yep. <laughs> but even the protective armour will only do so much. My defence is to just curl up and say, I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting! I'm not resisting! Let them do what they got to do. Twist me, get get me down. Have six on me. Do the arrest. What they got to do? Shock the people. Nathan says he's attended a number of Melbourne protests and has been pictured running from police. <laughs> he's everywhere. Oh, he's a menace. I love it. So his strategy is to say, I'm not resisting, I'm not resisting, let himself get arrested and get the footage out there. I mean, he's basically like Gandhi. He claims he's ridden his bike more than 60 kilometres to participate. So I basically rode my bike at the horses and kind of charged them and then I actually broke the line. Two of them went this way and two went that way and I broke the line and about 60 people were able to run through. There's a lot of people who think it's really frustrating that people are going out and protesting about this yeah, no, well, I think week. I think to those people, um, just stop, stop believing everything you hear. So do you believe in the coronavirus? Oh, my God. See, like I said, this is always the way that they're getting you. This is the fucking bullshit straw man that they constantly use. And this is why I've said on this show, for months, you can go back and listen to it. For months, I've been saying, it does not matter if the coronavirus is a hoax or not. It does not matter if it's real or not. People's reaction to it will make it real. And so you can, because you can, you can foresee these bullshit little uh, rabbit holes that the media will drive people into, the little dead ends, the rhetorical dead ends that they will push people into. Because if you're out there protesting against the lockdown laws, you will be painted as somebody who is protesting against coronavirus. They, see how they've melded the two in together? You know, they're blaming coronavirus for the fact that people are losing their jobs. No, no, no. It's the government who has forced people to lose their jobs. They're blaming coronavirus for the lockdown laws. No, no. It's the government who has brought in lockdown laws. We are protesting lockdown laws. Oh, so you think coronavirus is a hoax. Don't let them do that. Don't let them get away with that. Do you believe in coronavirus? Sweetheart, it doesn't matter if I believe in it or not. I can be fucking arrested for walking outside my own home. That's what I believe. Because it's true. 
really frustrating that people are going out and protesting about this. Yeah, no, well, people think it's people are frustrated that you're protesting because you think you have freedom. How dare you? So I think I think to those people, um, just stop, stop believing everything you hear. So do you believe in the coronavirus? What's that? Oh, that's a that's a sort of weird question because I, I believe there is a coronavirus. I don't believe it's transferred the way they say it is. Nathan uh, admits get into he's details. been fined by police, but says it doesn't deter him. The fines are unlawful, so I don't care about the fines. They, they will just take them straight to court and get him dismissed. Alarmingly, his videos posted online also show him Alarmingly. with weapons. <laughs> Alarmingly, alarmingly, there's a photo of him holding a sword. Wow. I'm so alarmed by this. Meanwhile, they'll play the footage of the riot squad baton striking people on the ground and in the kneecaps to take them down to the ground, right? They will play that like it's fucking porn on the corporate media. Yes, look at our brave policemen taking down these right-wing conspiracy theorists, protecting us, keeping us safe. And they show this guy who's clear. I mean, he's wearing a fucking car battery. He's he's wearing an engine cover. He's tro- of course he's trolling them. So they'll show you the pepper spray and the baton strikes and the riot squad pushing people over with their shields and say, thank God we're being protected. How good is this? Look at this footage. Look at this. Isn't it great? We've played it on this show. And they show still photographs of a guy in a motorbike helmet and an engine cover holding a sword, and they go, this is very alarming. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. A samurai sword and nunchucks. Nunchucks. So really, these are a very passive weapon because I don't even know how to hurt people with them. He even says, I don't know how to hurt people with them. I don't know how to use them. <laughs> this is alarming. This is troubling. It's ignorant, it's arrogant. He's a menace, I tells you. And police say they have Nathan in their sights. Oh, the right. tinfoil hat wearing brigade Listen are up. alive and well. Listen out there to in it. our community. And as for- the tinfoil hat wearing brigade. Yes, if you think that it's wrong to lose your fucking job because of government lockdown restrictions, if you think it's wrong to have the military patrolling the streets, if you don't like the idea that pregnant women are being arrested for something they post on Facebook, you must be a tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. That's where we are. Because they've been able, they've been allowed, and the media has fucking helped them. They have been allowed to merge coronavirus with their response to it and act like it's the same goddamn thing when it's not. They are now allowed to enforce these ridiculous laws which are sending people out of work. People are losing their fucking homes, right? Locking innocent people up who have broken no law, breaking down people's doors and dragging them out of their homes. They have been allowed to bring about this reality whilst outsourcing all of the responsibility to coronavirus. They say, well, it's the virus's fault. It's not our fault. They are writing the laws. They are enforcing the laws. They are putting the handcuffs on the people themselves. And they say, no, 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 this is all because of coronavirus. And if you don't believe in coronavirus, you're some kind of conspiracy theorist. See how it works? Unfucking believable. For protesters like him, Victoria Police Assistant Commissioner Luke Cornelius 
doesn't mince his words. I feel a bit like a dog returning to eat his own vomit. I mean, it's just none of us would want to do that, and uh, yeah, I'm sick of it. Because if you take away the right to protest, then people have no say and no power, and, yeah, people go nuts. Just look at history. That's what happens. This God, God he's, he makes a lot of sense for a guy who's apparently a pest, a conspiracy theorist, and a tinfoil hat wearer. What did he say? If you take away people's right to protest, they'll go nuts. I'm sick of dealing with this. <laughs> I feel like a dog returning to his own vomit. Fuck the protest. What does he know? He's crazy. This is unambiguously a health issue. This has got nothing to do with our human rights. We all have freedoms. <laughs> Those freedoms for the moment are on suspension whilst we deal with the health issue. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with human rights. By the way, your human rights are being suspended. <laughs> well, then it's at least got that to do with human rights, doesn't it? No, 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 no. This has got nothing to do with freedom, okay? We all have freedom except for now. <laughs> do they hear themselves? You have to bend your mind into the shape of a pretzel to understand this fucking logic. We all have freedoms, but just not now. Therefore, there's nothing to do with freedom. Wow. Former Chief Magistrate Nick Pappas, QC. Nathan has to understand that he's probably breaching the law. He's grandstanding <laughs> and he probably knows oh, it. Oh, he's grandstanding is breaching the law now. Wow, we are entering into dangerous, dangerous, dangerous territory here. What does he do? Post a couple of funny videos and have a picture of himself wearing a car battery holding a sword? You know, he's probably breaking the law. He's grandstanding. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to grandstand. You're not allowed to showboat anymore. That's against the law. Wow. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. The house burning down had nothing to do with the fire. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Oh my. What fun we are having down here. Well, I hope you all feel a lot safer after that. That brings us to the end of tonight's episode. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, JJ Stoner, Sunday Night Shit Show, uh, winning TV, Iceman Double Four Double Three, UK Neil, At Real Person, PLTCS, Char Money, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else I may have forgotten. Major Tom as well, Joy of Pessy. Don't forget those boys. Like I said, I'll be on with Joy of Pessy this coming Saturday night to riff on the big bus. So I'm looking forward to that. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you'd like to keep me safe, thank you for keeping me safe, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back on Wednesday night, probably at 8pm. Until then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>